This is Whitney Church, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Jordan Small, live from, or where are you? You in Brockport? I am. You're in Brockport. Good old Brockport. Good old Brockport. How's the weather up in Brockport? Well, it's uh, it's a little gloomy. It's not precipitating though, which is nice. Okay. But it's uh, it's like thirty ish. Okay. Very well. It's uh, it's slightly warmer down this way, but it keeps on. If it, it fluctuating. D- yeah, DC's doing that weird thing where like it's not really it's it's bouncing between too cold to be considered spring and too hot to be considered spring. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So waiting for that to calm down so we can get our like two weeks of spring that we'll get. Uh, so Jordan, this is going to be a short episode because uh, when I was trying to schedule a player interview, couldn't find a time that worked, and then of course uh, by the time we did find a time that worked, it was too late because uh, they are on their way to Portland. Uh, so it'll just be you and I doing a quick recap and then preview. Let's start with the recap. I was in Annapolis watching DC United get a nice win over the Columbus Crew. That was a beautiful night of soccer. I'm sure... The weather was the same over in, in yes. uh, Germantown, but the result was not. Uh, tell me, just we'll start with just your, just your general response to what you saw on Saturday. That was one of the most fun games I've seen in a very long time. Um, you know, the result wasn't exactly what everybody was hoping for, but I haven't enjoyed a soccer game as much as that one in a long time. And why is, um, why is that? It was just, it was going from the very beginning. The weather was great. The atmosphere was, um, it was great as well. And it just was, it seemed like the perfect summer evening and it was only spring. So I also think because I kept looking at the weather and it was ice storm and I was (laughs) sitting in 85 degree weather. So all of my friends back at school were very jealous. Sure. Did you have some ice cream? Uh, I did actually. Okay. Of course. Of gotta, course you did. Gotta get my Ben and Jerry's. That's right. It's a uh, it's a tradition on nice days at the Plex. Even on colder colder nights, I still force Correct. myself. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm still gonna have some. Uh, okay. I remember check. So, like any Spirit fan, or like most Spirit fans, I'm sure, uh, when I'm not at the game, I'm frantically refreshing my t- refreshing my Twitter, looking for updates on what's going on. I was super stoked to see Mallory Pugh third minute. Is that right? Yep. Tell us about that. I mean, it it was crazy. So a couple times in the first half, um, the spirit just got down into the North Carolina end and the ball seemed to bounce in every single possible way. Um, and this time it just fell right to, to Mal Pugh and she was able to put the ball in the back of the net. It was a thing of beauty. The front line, I thought, was the best we've seen from them all season. Uh, Ashley Hatch, Mal Pugh, and Franny Ordega. They, I think they're finally kind of figuring each other out and figuring out what they need from each other. So uh, it also didn't help that North Carolina wasn't playing the most cohesive back line, but uh, it was a very exciting start to the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at the, uh, when we just quickly looking at the standings, um, North Carolina running away with, uh, with, with the league, we're getting, getting nine out of nine points so far. Washington's middle of the pack. They are the 
only team with neg- a negative goal differential um, that has at least three points. Um, you know, we'll get a little bit more into the nuances of, of what you saw, but I just I wonder, as someone who didn't see the game, I'm curious as to um, did did the result seem to be more of North Carolina just being that team that knows how to get it done, or are we still looking at uh, backline uh, mending uh, with uh, with the spirit? I'll put it this way: um, when I was coming into this game, uh, seeing the three nothing preseason match in Richmond, where where the spirit lost to North Carolina, I was very nervous about this game. I uh, just really thought that it wasn't going to go well because of what we'd seen before. This team came out and played a lot more cohesive. Um, they played a lot better as a unit. Um, but again, this, this back line specifically the right side of it needs to have something done with it because it is not working. And the fact that they have, you know, Morgan Prophet and Tori Huster sitting on the bench, riding the bench. Um, Morgan Prophet has not seen any minutes and Tori Huster has played very limited minutes. It's frustrating because both of those players have shown that they could play well as center backs. And, Listen, I love Whitney Church. I think she's done an amazing job at improving over the past year and a half to two seasons. But she is not an everyday center back in this league. Um, She's just too slow. And and I think that was especially highlighted in the second half of this game for me. Um, Lynn Williams and Crystal Dunn were just putting her to work. And it was... It was not going well. Yeah, uh, Mallory Pugh started in the midfield. How, what, how how do you feel about that decision? Yeah, so uh, we asked both t- uh, both teams about this. Jim said, you know, trying to get a different look, trying to get her on the ball more, trying to catch North Carolina off guard a little bit. And Paul Riley and Crystal Dunn both said that it did catch them off guard. Uh, they were not expecting that, and it changed the way they tried to attack a bit because they couldn't go so far forward with now having four attacking players instead of just the normal three on the front line. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently, the the courage after about five or six minutes in, they're like, "Okay, this is what's happening. We got to fix this." I don't know if they did the best job with it, but you could tell that after the goal, they kind of uh, settled in a bit. Sure. Uh, and then up front, uh, we did see Mallory Eubanks. What do you think out of her starting? Yeah, um, it was great to see her make her debut, or her first start, excuse me. Uh, I thought she did fairly well up there. It was difficult just because... She hasn't had a whole lot of time with this team. She's been in and out um, because of being called back up of sorts. But um, I'd like to see her more off the bench. I think that's going to be where she's more useful. But don't be surprised if 
after she gets released when Benini comes back if we don't see her signed to a contract within the next month or so. Sure. Um, I think she's she's got a future with this team for sure. Very cool. Uh, and then the last uh, sort of lineup question I have for you is, how do, what, how do you feel about Joe? Joe had the starting lineup alongside Andy Sullivan and Mallory Pugh in the midfield. I was super stoked to see that. Yeah, I mean, we had been kind of waiting for her to kind of cross that 45-minute mark. She had come in multiple times as a sub, and they had said ever since the Seattle game that she is really ahead of schedule for where she should be. And this week was kind of that point where she was really eligible to start playing for a very long time. And so I wasn't surprised to see her in there. And I thought that with Quinn out, she did a very good job along uh, Andy Sullivan. Andy Sullivan shifted back a little bit more into more of a six as a defensive midfielder. So that allowed Joe and Mal to play more of uh, an attacking role there. Yeah, and uh, you know she she noted on Twitter that it had been a year since her injury, uh, and it's just it's so crazy to think when you see so many players across all sports that suffer that suffer an ACL tear and have to go through uh, you know lots of rehab to get back, and you know some players it seems like it takes them a while. Some players never become the player they were before yep. the, and Joanna Loman in you know north of thirty suffers this injury and comes back and seems to be the Joe we remember for having. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's two good examples on this team um, of bouncing back from an ACL. You look at Caprice, obviously, as well. Both have, oh, sure. have really taken the off season a couple years in a row and just really honed in on their craft and, and decided, hey, I'm not going to let this injury define me. And both have, have come back and played integral ro- roles on this team. Yeah. Um, looking forward. All right. So Spirits yep. start off the season one two or two to one loss in Seattle. They come back. They they stick it to the Pride two zero in the home opener, uh, and then the Courage come in and and just play just just. Better enough, enough better. But uh, they pl- they play. Uh, they beat us four to two. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, see, I think th- I, I don't know. I feel like even though there's you know they're one and th- one and two, um, I don't feel like anybody is disappointed or nervous. Yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that says a lot. Not not just from the 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 um, the fans, but I'm sure the players as well. What vibe are you getting from them? Because um, you've you've talked to them a couple times now after each loss. How are, how are they feeling? Yeah, so it was really interesting actually after this game. Um, the vibe around the team. You know, we've seen a lot of a lot of bad games in the past year and a half. Um, a lot of ugly losses. But there was something different about this game that after most games, you know, Jim comes over, he's he comes over to us, and no matter what the result was, he's just kind of gets that smile on his face, and he's like, oh, here we go again. But this week, he was very frustrated and, and very, um, I don't want to say upset, but just 
looked like this loss meant a lot. And I think it's because they were so close and they really should have tied this, at least gotten a point out of it. So I think the vibe is like, we need to do better right now. Like we are capable of being so much better than we played. And we got to go out there and, and work on it because we can't let this keep happening. We are determined to be a better team this year. So obviously, uh, you know, points are what matters and three's best. Uh, but the one thing the Spirit are, you know, just looking at the small sample size we have of three games, the one thing the Spirit are going to have to have to be able to do is is come away with a point um, when when they can, right? So that yep. you know, especially on the road, being able to steal a point is going to be a big deal. Um, and uh, I think that's. Uh, you know, obviously we want we want to win. Uh, that's obviously the goal. But um, you know, being able to get a point in Seattle or being able to tie it up at home, like those are those are the mo- those those are the situations that are going to bring them from being sort of uh, to being more competitive when it comes to, uh, down to the playoff season or playoff time. Um, Jordan, you put out Spirit Small Talk out on Patreon after every game. Uh, it's really simple. It's what? It's two bucks. It's nothing. It's yeah. Two, yeah. So. Patreon.com slash follow your spirits. Um, before before each player interview, I always post in there like, hey, we're going to interview this player. And anybody who follows us on Patreon can uh, can suggest questions that I can ask that player. Um, and then that's for anybody that, that follows us on Patreon. For $2 or more, you get access to premium content, which right now uh, includes your spirit small talk. And then for uh, for $6 a month, uh, you can be part of our shirt club, which sort of just automatically gets you the shirts that we design and, and produce over the season. And Jordan, I think we've decided on on a uh, on a first shirt this year, yep. we're going to roll with a when I root shirt uh, yep. because we don't. Um, I want to get one out before Pride Month, and is it a full month? That's yes. so much to learn. It's a full All month, right? Yeah, um, we're working with the squadron on it. I think. Um, I hope the squ- I hope it's okay that I say this, but um, June sixteen hosting Seattle is when the squadron are hoping to have a pride night um at the plex so that is that is tentative plans and squadron officers if i wasn't supposed to say that i apologize um we are going to have a when i root shirt with a pride version right so there'll be two shirts a normal shirt that'll have a pride version um and they will hopefully be ready to order so anybody who wants to wear one on pride night can the classic version of it if you will will directly benefit the squadron and the pride version will directly benefit an organization that the squadron uh suggests to us to uh to benefit in the pride community so uh definitely um we're excited about that it's uh, yeah. i'm excited to partner with the with the squadron and, and get our first shirt underway for uh for what should be a cool night uh and i think it's cool that the fan base uh you know comes together and makes this happen even if organization won't so um but that's for another podcast <laughs> uh all right looking into they're going they're off they're on the way to portland Yep. Uh, Portland is just a couple notches above them in the standings with six points. Uh, Spirit with three. Uh, I mean, how do we? I, I don't know. You know, after Saturday, after the quick Mallory uh, Pew goal, with you know, with Joe getting in the action in the first game, uh, with two nil win at home. 
I don't know. I'm not scared anymore, right? Like, I, like I'm not, I'm not apprehensive about them flying over the West Coast and playing. Uh, will we underdogs? Absolutely, uh, but definitely a different vibe than when this was happening last year. Yes, for sure. So, how do you see this one shaking out? I'm gonna go with a two-two draw. Um, both teams had tough games this weekend. Um. It's a Friday night, and I think the biggest thing for me is we need to see more out of Aubrey Bledsoe when it comes to uh, free kick opportunities. Mm. That's uh, two of the three games now she's let in um, some uncharacteristically bad uh, free kicks. So I'd like to see more out of her. I think it's going to come down to a battle of the goalkeepers. And, yeah, I see a 2-2 draw. I want to say Franny gets one. And we're going to see another uh, another Ashley Hatch goal. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm going to join you on the 2-2. I thought I was actually – I thought I was going to nail it on Saturday when I saw the game unfolding over Twitter. I thought, uh, thought 2-2 is what we we're going to end up with, which I think is what I uh, had guessed going into this. Um and quickly, on Aubrey Bledsoe with 21 saves, that's almost three times as much as number two, yeah. uh, Michelle Beto. She's so, busy. Yeah, uh, glad that she has those saves, but that's telling on how many how many shots she's having to save versus even the second uh, or you know the next goalkeeper uh, beside her. So, uh, Beto's has nine. <laughs> that's that's nuts. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so we need to make sure that that Bledsoe is less busy. Um, and something else that I want to see from the spirit, um, you know, that we that we mentioned last week when we were going over some of the numbers of the season so far, shots on goal was something that had drastically improved. But something that we need to see from them are not just team shots on goal, but we need to have a player or two that has that that starts building those shots on goal numbers. Mallory Pugh is six in the league with four, uh, and, uh, along with. Uh, uh, Haran and LaRue. Um, I mean, look at North Carolina. They have uh, McDonald at number two with five shots on goal, and then Zerboni and Williams both have three. And that's going in. Oh, and then number 12, you have Oliveira, too. So uh, <laughs> they have four uh, in the top 12 just after four weeks. And, uh, and at the time of this recording, they're beating uh, Seattle 1-0. Um, and if they come away with that, man, it's going to be tough to catch them. Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, uh, I'm digging. I'm digging the hatch goal, and uh, I'm going to say Joe gets one off too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think she uh, likes scoring there. Yeah, I think Joe's feeling the away vibe. I don't know what it is. I don't <laughs> know. I, I kind of feel like she's going to be someone that comes uh, that comes into uh, comes into play more often, at least in the attack um, on the road. I don't know why, but I'm feeling that. Uh, okay, Jordan, always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, excited to talk to you following next week. Hopefully the Spirit come away with at least a point. And uh, we'll look to lead into, what is it, the hosting Chicago. Yes, uh, next week. will be fun. Something I, something I do want to note, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but something that is going to be very challenging, and I, and I, I want to note it, and we can talk more on it later because I want to look at other teams. The Spirit have to wait until the very end of the season to have a three-game homestand. Huh. 
And that include and with that, they have a seven game stretch with six away games <sighs> between July first and October or in August seventeenth. They are at Chicago, at Orlando, at North Carolina. Come home to host Houston, and then at Seattle, at Utah, at Houston. That's a lot. That is that, and, and that stretch comes right before the three game homestand. So who knows how rested they are going into even that first game, right? Um, and so yeah. that you know that is just one more thing as the Spirits uh, build chemistry and and really capitalize on this talent that they have. That's one more thing that they have to be able to get over is uh, a scheduling challenge. And in, in, as anybody who's followed sports long enough to know that uh, schedules matter, so. For sure. For sure. Uh, Jordan, final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like I said, it's going to end up coming down to Aubrey Bledsoe. I mentioned that on Spirit Small Talk the other day. Um, she's got to be better, but they also got to do a better job in front of her. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, we'll talk next week. <laughs>